And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Nicky and George Bremer here with you. It is game week, George. An earlier game this week, a Saturday, 1 o'clock Eastern game. Colts traveling up to Chile, Minnesota to take on the Vikings here. This is a game, George. It's not going to go exactly with the Cowboys game because I don't think they'll give up 33 points in the fourth quarter for the second week in a row or second game in a row. I do think this is going to play out in a similar fashion where I think they'll keep it close for like three quarters. This is a team that's just not going to get blown out at this point. I don't think they're going to lie down. But also, at the same time, I can't say to trust them to find a way to win a game, in which they haven't really done so at any point this season. I think they'll lose. But I think for three quarters, if you're a Vikings fan, you'll be sweating it out. And a Colts yeah, I mean, fan, too, because they don't want them to No one wants them to win. So you'll be sweating that out as yeah. well. Yeah, I think the Vikings and Colts fan interest here is, is the same way. Both yeah. of them are pulled for the same team on Saturday. Uh, Nation blessed again with the Colts. So I'm sure the football fans across the country are going to really enjoy that third straight week. And they get one more uh, late Christmas present on the 26th uh, on Monday Night Football. So, you know, hey, soak it up. Soak it in, U.S., watching watching this Indianapolis you know Colts what, football George? team. Really quickly, why not just flex Colts-Texans week 18? Just to put it at Sunday night. Come on. There's no better way to end the season than with the worst matchup of the weekend. Let's just do it. Hey, the way things are headed, that might be Tennessee and Jacksonville. That might be for the division title. <laughs> Maybe an <laughs> AFC South battle on Sunday night football. Uh, but uh, the, the the number that really strikes me about Minnesota, it's it's so odd that, that you almost have to triple check it. They're 10 and three, but they've been outscored by one point in the aggregate score this year, which is first time in NFL history that's ever happened that a 10 win team has been outscored. Uh, and I think it's, it goes to show you they play a lot of close games. Uh, and when they lose, they tend to lose a little bit lopsidedly. They, they have their own kind of game they'd like to forget down there in Dallas. I think they lost 40 to three uh, mm-hmm. about a month ago. Um, so I think there's, I don't know if it's as lopsided. On paper, as the Dallas game was going in, uh, I think this the the it to me it's more like a Pittsburgh game. Not that the Vikings and Steelers are similar, but in the sense that where Minnesota struggled the most right now is defense. Five straight games they've given up over 400 yards. That's a franchise record they'd rather not have. But I, much like going into the Pittsburgh game, I don't know the Colts can take advantage of it. Like where the the Vikings are struggling is also an area where the Colts are struggling. So. Uh, that's why I compare it to Pittsburgh. Same way then. Their pass defense was really, really bad, and the Colts weren't able to take advantage of it. That game ended 24-17 to in favor of the Steelers. I'll go the same way again, 24-17 Minnesota on Saturday. That's a great point because that's definitely the better comparison because you're right. That was a game where I definitely predicted this, that this would be the most comfortable Colts win of the season. I think they would. I said it would my double digits or two scores because you're right. They should have on paper, being good enough to take advantage of a bad defense. And you mentioned before that the, the Vikings giving up five straight games of 400-plus total yards, and they're on the season. They're somehow 10-3, and three, George. Their total defense, they are dead last in the NFL, giving up over 400 yards per game on average. They are dead last in pass defense in the NFL, and they're 25th in scoring defense. Their defense is, is one of, if not the worst defense in the NFL – and still some other sitting there 10 and 3. They're 9 and 0 in one score game. So to their credit, they've been able to, to close out. But also at the same time, I think that has to go the other way at some point. But you're right, it's not gonna be this week. Because after the, the Pittsburgh game, like that should win the game, the Colts won and take care of business against an opponent that you are just I thought better than. You're better than the Steelers. Offensively, you're better than them. Defensively, you're better than them. Colts could take advantage and they're down. Was it 17-3? Right at one point in that game, it was just all it was looking awful before they eventually couldn't figure it out and couldn't kind of they couldn't put the game away. 
So it's like, I can't sit here and tell you that they're going to win. They On paper, maybe this was a month ago, two months ago, they should have won this game. But I'm with you. I will say 24-19. So I think there would be a little bit of a wonky score there, but I'm with you. I think the Vikings cover. It's a four-point spread, but it's going to be a game where I think both sides are going to be sweating. The Vikings are going to be sweating because it's going to be a close game against a bad team. Again, the Colts' best interest is to lose the next four games. You don't want to win. I'll, say this. I'll be sitting on my couch Saturday afternoon rooting for a loss. And when it's a close game like that, you can't feel great about, you know, the Colts. So they've done it this year. They've pulled out games at the end. It's not like they haven't been clutched. They have done it plenty of times. Um, every single game has been a one score. You know, every single win has been a one score win uh, down to the wire. So I think it'll be another close game. Uh, but yeah, I like the, the Pittsburgh, I think, analogy is perfect because you're right. It's a team that on paper you should take advantage of that matches up well and that offense you or that defense you should be able to exploit. But also, you know, Matt Ryan's getting a turnover. You know that, right. you know, a few, a uh, bare minimum, two turnovers are going to come out of whether it's Matt Ryan's hand, Jonathan Taylor with the fumble. The Vikings are a pretty good team starting to take the ball away. They're one of the best turnover differentials in the NFL. Um, yep. So you have a feeling that turnovers again, I think we'll be sitting here Saturday afternoon talking about, well, again, they should have won, but turnover differential, you know, three to one, two, nothing. That's what loses you the game. That's how I feel. If we could already do the post game pod now before the game is played. Oh, like yeah. That's what we're talking about. Another close game, close loss, turnovers are the difference. Couple, couple big turnovers and a couple big plays from Justin Jefferson. That's going to be the difference in this game. Jefferson's going to make some big play late uh, and get a score that either clinches it or puts the Vikings ahead. And the Colts are going to turn the ball over at least twice. Uh, that's what they do. I mean, that's the easiest prediction. That's right there with with picking them to lose in Jacksonville. Like it's going to happen. You know it. Um, and I in the game sets up perfectly for that. You know, it'll be a close game all the way through. And like you said, this Minnesota team takes the ball away. The Colts love to give it away somewhere in the fourth quarter, a key turnover somewhere in the fourth quarter, a big pass play to Justin Jefferson. That's going to be the difference in this one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me ask you this. If you were Gus Bradley, how many guys you're putting on Justin Jefferson? Ten? I mean, I, I was going to say at least five. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, honestly, well, what else you got to lose? I, I definitely I think this is a game where you drop an eight, right, most of the day, and, and you are definitely double covering him. Uh, I know that they like to sometimes put Gilmore on that guy and, and then double team the other guy and, and see how it goes. I don't know that that – I don't know that's the week to do this. I don't think Justin Jefferson can be – guarded by just one other human i don't think that's possible you could put gilmore on Justin jefferson and then take two other guys and put them over the top of gilmore and then there mm-hmm. you go it's three on one you should be able to win that but and you look at last week 11 catches for Justin jefferson 223 yards of franchise record i and they somehow lost the game because right, the vikings have again have, their defense is so bad but also here's, here's another question for you is this the week Maybe you split Quentin Nelson out as a you know slot and tackle, tackle eligible. We saw Panay Sewell last week, you know, catch the the big third down conversion. I hope if if you are uh Parks Frazier taking note and say this is screw it, this is the week we're just gonna bust it all out and maybe Bernard Ryman will get himself a little ten yard screen. I'm still rooting. Look, last four weeks, the one thing I want to see, Grover Stewart at fullback. <laughs> down in the goal line, get him a carry. I want a Grover Stewart rushing touchdown. That's all I want from the last four weeks. Nothing else. 
And then we can get the cake sand celebration for real. And it won't be, you know, <laughs> Quinn Nelson, but uh, he'll be up there. Ryan Kelly, lift him up and get Grover Stewart, give him a little cake stand. Do the little kitchen sink buffalo wings <laughs> celebration. I mean, come on. Like, this is it's 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 due, right? I mean, Colts fans deserve a Grover Stewart touchdown. That is true, especially with nothing else to root for. I'm with him. Maybe if you're truly crafty here, put in the playbook. If you're Grover Stewart, make a few wings this week and do a Joe Horn. Put it underneath the pylon. And if you score a touchdown, go there, grab the wing, and start eating it. That that's that's all you have to live for now. If you're if you're the Colts, right? What else are you playing for? That would be one of the most epic <laughs> moments. It would be the most epic moment in this season for sure. Without a doubt. Holy smokes. A Grover Stewart touchdown followed by a celebration of eating his own wings <laughs> underneath the pylon. Sign me up, George. Let's we have found what to watch for. <laughs> That is. Reason to watch this game if you're just so checked out by this four eight and one season that is for sure well it will hopefully that's what we got to root for george will be i think a close game either way colts will probably find a way to lose it but at least they will not get embarrassed they shouldn't get embarrassed on another national stage in front of the whole world to see so they won't be a, a total laughing stock i guess uh and that's again well well we say that now things never go to plan this season so watch they're gonna lose 45 nothing then it's then the whole world is falling. So watch that happen. There you go, Colts fans. Guaranteed a blowout loss right there. But it'll be interesting. We will be back on Saturday night. That's right. We will, we will be here uh, with another post-game reaction uh, to Colts-Vikings. Fingers crossed. We're talking about a 4-9-1 Colts team after that game. So make sure you check us out between now and then. Follow George on Twitter at GM Bremer. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey number three. As always, make sure you're following the show. Wherever you do get your podcast, make sure you're downloading. Make sure you're subscribing to the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Because if you heard today, if you like today, we got a whole lot of draft talk, whole lot of head coach speculation. If you have a head coach that is unknown that we didn't mention, we'd love to hear it. So let us know on Twitter. Let us know in the review section uh, as well. Wherever you get your pods, who could the unknown coach Jim Mercer is talking about? We have we have Andrew Luck out there. We have Phil Rivers, which is a good one, George. We're open for suggestions. Maybe you just hire the whole 2006 team. Get Marvin Harrison, coach receivers. Hey, man, coach quarterbacks, Jeff Saturday at the line. Hey, Robert Mathis defensive line. Like, just run it back. What the hell? Why not? Why not? Why? Can we throw Ted Lasso's name into the, into the mix yes. here? Yes. He's an yes. unknown coach. Jim Mercer, he's not afraid to go out on a limb. That would be – that would be – You want to talk I, about I, a head coach who's, who has no fear, Ted Lasso. And I don't think we can rule any coach out. With Jeff Saturday getting hired, we cannot sit here and laugh and say, no way Ted Lasso is going to get hired. Even if he's a fictional character, he's in the mix. He'll probably be getting a, an interview for sure. So let us know your unknown coach uh, for the Colts for 2023. We love to hear the, the ones, and we'll read them out loud on the next podcast for sure. But enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll talk to you on Saturday night right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.